You ever find that you're just stuck in a place and you just don't know how to get yourself out of it? Maybe you feel like your life is meant to just be this, this bog of, of despair and, and suffering. Well, man, I've got some good news for you. We're going to be talking about that this week on episode 105 of the Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so want to thank you again for uh, jumping in and listening, downloading the show. If this is your first time listening, hopefully it'll, it'll provide some uh, help for you. Maybe you are feeling stuck and 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 tied down, and you're just you're in a situation or a, a circumstance that you just see no way out of, and you've you've gotten around to where you just tell yourself this just is not. Not cool, but this is apparently just my lot in life. It's not a lot, but <laughs> it's my life. There are things that we can actually do to where we don't have to worry so much about why we are in our area of, of, of problems, our, our situations and our circumstances. Honestly, they don't define us. And we're going to be talking about that here in more depth here in a few moments. But if you're first time uh, listener to the show. Hey, welcome. This is a show that we help men to get rid of the nice guy that's in them. That nice guy just is holding us back. He wants us to just be nice, not cause a stir, not rock the boat. Don't do any of that. And so we find ourselves just playing small and being, being safe. And that then we wonder why our life is not as great and grand and as successful as we'd really like it to be. And it's all because of that nice guy. So this show actually takes you, takes that nice guy, helps men to kick that nice guy to the curb to actually turn around and, and step into their masculinity and to live the life on their terms. And when they do that, they actually find out that their life is actually better. Their family benefits and, and does better. All because they got rid of that pesky nice guy that was living inside their head. And so that's what kind of what we're talking about today is because we find ourselves stuck, especially just nice guys. And I am a recovering nice guy. It, when we find ourselves being a nice guy, we just bog ourselves down with thinking that we have to suffer for the sake of other people. We just, we, you know, we're, we're just going to be used as a doormat for the rest of our lives. And yeah, eventually you do get tired of being the doormat. But if you are a nice guy and you get tired of being a doormat, then you become a jerk and you start, be, you start walking around being the nice guy with a chip on his shoulder. And we call those assholes. They're not nice guys. They're not, they're, they're not. The men who society really needs. They're not the men that their families need to meet, need, need them to be. So we, we struggle with that. And so we find ourselves so many times just sacrificing ourselves over and over again. And we find ourselves eventually stuck in a situation. And 
because we're stuck in that situation, we tell ourselves that there's nothing else we can do, nothing we can, nothing that can be done. And so our resentment and our anger and our frustration and everything about that just continues to grow and grow and build upon itself and, until it, you eventually just start, start going into, to, coping mechanisms that are not useful, not helpful for you. That's where so many, why so many men, when they get home, they just sit down on the couch and turn on the television, crack open a beer and, and drink, you know, a 12 pack a night, go to bed and wake up in the morning, hungover, feeling like crap, thinking that, okay, well, it's, this is just how my life is. It's, I'm, I'm just destined to be feeling like crap for the rest of my life. And that's not the case. Maybe you're wondering why in the world you've been married for, you know, maybe 15, 20 years and the spark in the bedroom is, has dwindled down. Maybe you haven't had sex with your wife in maybe three, four, five, six months at a time. And you're thinking, well, just it's my wife's fault. It's my, it, my wife just doesn't want to, doesn't, doesn't like sex. She doesn't, she's frigid, you know, the old, the old term that we used to use. And we start trying all these different things. We start looking for quick fixes and these quick fixes and magic pills that we, we come across. If we go to any convenience store these days, you see a section of like extends and, and rhino and, and all these other different little pills of supposed to be, you know, magic herbs and, and spices that, you know, make you larger, make you last longer, make you, you know, delay ejaculation. I'm, all these other things that don't work. But by God, so there's so many men out there who are unhappy in their lives and they're blaming other people for it. They want to look, blame their wives that, as why they're not having enough sex. They want to blame their boss for them being stuck in the, uh, in a dead end job. They want to blame their parents for, you know, not showing them how to, you know, do their finances correctly. And so they're always out of money and they live, can't even make it paycheck to paycheck. They get halfway through the pay period and they're out of money and they have to try to figure out how, what to do for gas later on. These, all these things are, we want to try to blame on other people. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The truth is none of that is anybody else's fault. There's only one person you can actually blame for the situation that you're in. It's not your wife. It's not the way she spends her, spends the money. It's not your kids and the way that they treat you. It's not your parents and the way that they raised you. It's not the boss and how he looks at you. And it's not, it's not any of that. Cause man, in all reality, what the problem is, is it's you. If you look at all of that, the common denominator of all of those different problems, is you. Now, I know that sounds harsh. It sounds mean. It's like, oh, so we're supposed to be self-hating. No, dude, no. You're not supposed to be. You don't need to hate on yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up because of what you're in. But once you know and realize and recognize where the problem it relies, then you can start making those needed changes. You can start becoming the man that you need to be to be able to live life on your terms. As I uh, say in the, in the tagline of this podcast, your you can live your life on your terms. You can have that joy that you want to go to work today. All right, dude, you can go to work and you can come back and make, you know, made a decent amount of money, maybe brought home a thousand dollars that day. Or you can 
sit at the house and just go, you know what? I, I feel like just loafing today. You know what? I want to go and take my wife out on a nice, wonderful trip. I want to go camping, you know, anything, whatever your terms of living are on that day or down that road, you can make those choices. You can have the, the passion in your life that you want. You can have the success in your life that you want. You can have the kids that look up to you and come to you for advice if you want. But the way you do that is through you. You can't change them. You, there are only two things in this world that you have full control over. That is your thoughts and your actions. Everything else is out of your control. Your wife can think, act, behave, walk wherever she wants. You can try telling her. You can even try forcing her to not leave the house for the day. You can run off the keys. You can, you know, you can take her phone so she can't call her friends. You can do whatever it is. You can be that controlling asshole if you want, but she can still leave that house if she wants. Your kid, you can't make your kid get an A, A plus. You can make it really difficult on his life, but it's still, it's up to him to decide, you know what? I want to make A's today, this week. Or he may just go, you know what, Dad? Try pushing a little more pressure on there. I, I could take it out, you know. And I, that's the way I was. I, my uh, stepmom and dad would ground me from something, and my attitude was, well, okay, well, I guess I ain't going to be able to do that. And I utilized that whole line of thinking for a long time in my life. And so once I got into just a little bit of trouble, it was just like, well, screw this. And I was, I. I was done with it. I was not going to continue with it because I wasn't going to go off and get in trouble for, you know, I didn't want to take the, take the, uh, the punishment for, you know, screwing something up. Did I run off and, you know, go do my own thing, come home and get grounded. And I used to have a model airplane that I never finished. I wanted a, an RC plane for a, for three, four years. And I finally got one, never finished it because I, as I, was working on it, getting close to starting to work on the wings and stuff. I think I ended up either, uh, got into trouble for something, whatever it was, but anyhow, um, and I got grounded from the, from me working on the plane because I was putting so much passion, so much energy into this. And the only thing that my stepmom had as a means of power was to, you know, ground me from that thing that I really liked, you know, as a means of trying to, uh, to punish me, to show me, you know, consequences for my actions. She tried really dang hard, but you know, I being a hard headed kid who, who was, you know, hell bent on doing what he wanted to do. We, you know, I would just say, you know, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to touch that plane anymore. And I didn't. And it really looking back on it just breaks my heart that I put so much time and energy into this and never saw that through. And that caused me to have a reputation in my family of being somebody who didn't see things through. I would want something and, well, okay. And moment that it, you know, moment somebody tried to use that, something, my passion against me, it was like, screw you. I don't need that passion. And I would just, I would drop it. Um, she realized that, you know, uh, grounding me from my car didn't do any good because one, I honestly, I didn't go out that much when I did go out, you know, it was Main Street, so 
I may not have, be able to go to Main Street for a month, but okay, well, it's in the small town in the USA that I lived in. It wasn't that guy is missing much anyhow. And I lived a block and a half away from high school. <sighs> okay, well, I'll just get up and I'll just walk to school. And I did that often. And that was my way of, you know, jabbing back at her because then she had to get up and take my sisters to, to, to elementary school. But that suffering, that problems the, that I had was my doing. That was all me. And we can do, we can try to control other people. And trying to control people doesn't work. It, all it does is it causes animosity, resentment towards people when you are trying to actually control them. And that's one thing nice guys do. We try to control stuff. And that it doesn't really work. And so when it doesn't work, all of a sudden we start getting those nice guys start getting frustrated and they think that their life is just meant to be crap. We're doing everything that we're supposed to. We're being nice. We're smiling at people. We're giving them gifts. We're doing, you know, we're, we're cleaning the house for our wives and we're making, we're making the bed uh, after she gets up, gets up in the morning. We're making her coffee, bringing her coffee, sweeping the floor, doing the dishes, what, uh, taking the dishes out of the dishwasher, doing the laundry, doing everything in the house for, and then wonder why in the world later on she doesn't want to have sex with us because you can't control her. And also it doesn't help that you didn't tell her what the, what the expectation was. You had a covert contract where you set up, set it up to where if I do all this, you're going to, you know, give me a little, you know, something, something later on. And it doesn't, uh, <laughs> because you didn't communicate because you didn't want to face the, the, emotional turmoil of and anxiety of your wife actually going, yeah, no, I'm not just not feeling it tonight. Today, we're not going to ha have sex tonight. We don't want to take the chance of being rejected. So we don't say anything. And so our, our, because we keep hitting a, a failure and a failure and a failure, we just finally eventually go, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to try it anymore. And you stop trying and our life, because we've stopped trying has caused us to stop doing stuff that makes our wife find us attractive and turn, turns her on. So eventually, yeah, it goes, sex goes from, you know, you got that honeymoon period where you might have sex once, twice, three times every day, um, you know, four times a day and it dwindles down to, you know, eventually it's a week, once a week. Once a week, once a week, and then maybe, oh, every other week, and then once a week, we, and then it goes to every other week, every other week, every other week, and eventually gets around where it's at once a month, and once every three months, and once every four months, and it keeps stretching out because you're just, you're, you've got yourself in a mental loop where nothing is working right. And that you start thinking, yeah, this is my life. I've somehow married a woman who doesn't like sex and that she, you know, we start really pounding on it. And the reason why I'm using that as a, con uh, as a, uh, an example is because that was something I faced. I was just, you know, it's like, oh, why, why, why? And the reason why is because I was not being attractive. Quite honestly, I'm making my changes. I'm trying to do is figure out what I need to do. Where am I lacking in my, in my uh, masculinity to be able to show her and have her find me, you know, that attractive again, it's not her fault. It's all mine because what, what do we do? We come home, we sit down, we crack open a beer. We either watch start watching television or play in a video game. And we completely ignore 
our wife. And then we wonder why there's no connection in our marriage. Well, I wonder why, man. Go to your boss. Another example of being if, in, with your boss and you're just, you know, you think you're doing everything that you need. You show in, uh, show up on time. You punch in. You work until five o'clock and at five o'clock you punch out and you're gone. And through that day, you do what you need to, what you need to do. You're never taking on any extra. Uh, responsibility. You're just being there. You're just being a renter. And instead of being a, having an owner mindset at the, at where, at your employment, because you're just there, you're lost in the crowd. You're not taking steps to step out there. Or maybe you tried once or twice. And every time you tried, the boss was like, yeah, dude, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to try that. Yeah, no, I've got somebody already lined up for that project. I've got, I'm, we're not doing that. No. And you may have been shot down three, four, five times. And you said, Oh, okay. Well, fine. Screw it. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'll just enter in the TPS reports and we'll just call it good. And so you blend into the background. So, and you then are sitting there wondering, well, wonder why the boss ain't ever giving me anything, giving me a chance to get, be uh, promoted. Why am I always stuck in, in here? We had a guy who came in here six months ago. He's already become manager over at the other store, you know, and we have all these things that we want to tell ourselves and we want to point our finger at the boss. But in all reality, the boss is just looking for the talent and you're not showing talent. You're showing reliability but you're not showing talent. And so you get overlooked because you're reliable in that to do, show up and do that one thing, show up and do that one thing, show up and do that one thing again. So you have created that rut in your life, being stuck in your current life. Yeah. Your boss isn't going to come up and whack you on the back and say, good job, Rogers. You're doing great. Yeah. All right. And who knows? You keep this up. You might be, uh, might be vice president of shipping tomorrow. Uh, he's not going to say that. And your, your wife isn't frigid. You're stuck in your current life because you made choices to take the easy route. You've decided, I don't want to work th- quite that hard. You, I would rather try something easy. See if I can find a magic pill. I'll turn my wife into a, a raving nymphomaniac for, for the weekend. And there's nothing out there. I mean, come on. Men have been looking for the, uh, for the ultimate aphrodisiac for centuries and eons now. They, it, it doesn't exist except for the fact when you are being an intentional male, when you're being an intentional man and you're doing stuff with a solid intention of getting something done and you have got a clear and uh, defined purpose and you are doing stuff, you're getting crap done, you're getting down down the road, then, yeah, you start looking like a hunk of hunk of burning love and the wife wants to rip her clothes off and jump your bones. So how do you make changes in your life? How do you become just the, the slob sitting on the couch to becoming a successful man who has a wonderful, loving wife? Well, first off, realize that you can actually change. Your life is not set in stone. No matter what you want to think, your life is not set in stone. It is actually able to change and is dynamic and is always shifting. Your life can go any direction you want to point it. Now, you're going to screw up along the way as you try different stuff. But don't take those screw-ups as being being wrong, being failures. Take those screw-ups as being learning instances of intense learning. Those learning moments allow you to grow. When you grow from those, you can learn to actually have fun in learning. You can actually, you know, laugh at yourself because life, one life is just way too short to take seriously. 
And if you are actually have a journey mindset and you're like, all right, dude, we're going to try this and oh, we're going to have some hard times. We're going to have some good times. We're going to have some okay times. We're going to have some dull times. All of that is part of the journey of life. And if you want to take that and, and you accept that and you start working at it and you start making a plan, you can actually become a lot more successful. So you want to actually start making plans, start sitting down, visualizing what it is you want out of life. Where do you want to be? Do I want to have, be on a ranch with 500 acres and some hunting uh, place to be able to go hunting. Maybe, you know, a few head of cattle and some horses and, and I want to live the country lifestyle. All right. Well, cool. How do you do that? Start figuring out how to do that. Or maybe it is, I want to have a business, have a business that is bringing in, you know, 70, 80, 100 million a year. All right. Cool. How do you do that? You're not going to know, honestly, right off the bat. But you can start talking to people who have run their own businesses and start talking to them and finding out. Start hanging around people. Start making changes in your life. Make changes in your community pillar so that you have people who are making maybe a million dollars a year, even $500,000 a year. If you're making only $50,000 a year and you're hanging out with somebody who's making $500,000 a year, there is a big enough change in thinking in there that you will actually start to learn from them. So get, you know, find some people who are a lot more successful, bring them into your fold, start hanging out with them, talking to them, getting to know them and understand how they, what they think and how they tick. And you will become, start to realize, Hey, there's an opportunity here where I can start making some more money. You can start laying out the, the path to get yourself up to what that, what that goal is, but it starts with a plan. You have to decide first off, what do you want to change? Then decide how do you want to change it, and those all take take steps and they take planning. And coaches are a great way to be able to do that. If you want to be able to want to coach, dude, you can go over to relaxmail.com for and up at the top you're going to see work with Brian. Click on that, fill out the form, and I will get in contact with you and we'll sit down and we'll talk about what your ideas and what your thoughts and how to get yourself going on a, on a plan and ta- tackle all those different little annoying little mindsets that have made you feel safe but kept you playing small all this time. And we can do that quite easily. Once you've got your plan and you lay it out, you're going to start seeing where the scarcity mindset's trying to creep in. Um, and as you lay out your plan, you're going to start coming up, you're going to see something and you're going to start hearing your mind scream about why things aren't going to work like that. It's, oh, it's not going to work that way. You're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. People are going to laugh at you. You're going to come up with a whole slew of different excuses as to why you can't do that. Listen to those excuses. And as you get to something and the excuses get louder and faster, you know, that's probably where you really want to go. That's really a freaking scary spot to to go to. So that's probably why you want to go there. Tackle those areas, tackle that, all that line of fear and fear-based thought and scarcity and, and, and fixed mindsets that you end up having. And as you start to attack those. Yeah. You may find out that that direction's not really where you want to go. So you can then again, you can shift, you can adjust, you can turn, you can, this lax mail started out as a, as a, uh, as a store. I was just going to sell, do drop shipping through relaxed mail. 
this this business has shifted. It's gone from a business from a drop shipping business that didn't work very well at all because I didn't have any uh, didn't have any audience, didn't have any people visiting the site. It went from there to a men's magazine, and from a men's magazine, it, cr- it morphed over into a self help uh, blog, and from a self help blog, it became a blog for men who want to live life on their own terms. To get rid of that nice guy, this is it is morphed. It has gone from being one thing to something completely different, and it's okay. You're allowed to make changes to your life, and that's what I want to point out the most. Start taking small but scary steps. Those small scary steps are going to get you further down the road than one audaciously giant leap because there's a lot of little mindset changes that you have to do from place A to place B. So making place B, instead of having place B, have that place Z. And so you've got 26 other steps in between A and Z that you need to make. And each one of those is a fight. And it's a, it's, sometimes it's a slog. Sometimes it is real easy. But you've got, you're, every time you go from place A to place B to place C to place D, there's a dopamine in. Boom, 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 boom. Until before you know it, you have become a completely different person. You are feeling really good about yourself. Your weight is down where you want it to be. You're looking good and muscled up and, and your wife is always giving you, giving you the, uh, the come hither look and life is, becomes good. Now, does all that happen? No. Sometimes our lives go in a completely different direction than what we thought. And that's okay. You don't have to follow your your plan note for note. As things happen, you're going to need to make shifts and adjustments and and make plan changes. And when that happens, that's okay. You can shift. You can roll with the punches, so to speak. You can do this stuff. And as you become and as you take that journey and as you work further and further towards what your goal is, and that goal becomes a little clearer and a little clearer and a little clearer. You may, you're going to be able to jump from one track to another and you're going to see, Hey, I, the, I, I need to get this done. Okay. And then let's get this and you start bringing in other people and you can start really start helping other people. And that's where the secret of your success comes is the more people you help, the more you're going to become successful. So guys, with that, I want to thank you again for listening. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, if you, ha- if I said anything in here that you really liked or you uh, really rang a bell or you th- made, caused you to think of somebody who is stuck in their life and thinks that their life is never going to change, share this with them. Take it. And most of, most, if not all podcast apps these days have a share button. Hit that share button. Text it to them. Share it out onto, onto your social media. Share this out. Let people, let the other men in your life know that, hey, there is this show called the Relaxed Mail and it is making changes. It is helping guys to be, understand where they need to, to shift and dodge and roll and become to get rid of that nice guy because the nice guy is just a dirtbag. He really is. He's just not there to help you at all. He is not going to help you become the uh, more successful because kissing the boss's ass causes you to lose all respect and all reality. So guys, with that, thanks again for uh, listening. If you have any questions, you want to comment, you want to reach out, you can do so by shooting me an email, Brian with a Y at relaxmail.com, or you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash contact and leave a note there too. So 
guys. Thank you again for listening. Talk to you next week. Until then, bye.